What's up, guys? Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. In today's podcast, we're going to go over how your childhood trauma can be showing up today. It's showing up with finance stress. It's showing up with safety and security issues. And it can also show up in your uh, physical aspect of having any problems with your hips or anything below your hips. So knee problems, ankle problems, feet problems, etc. I'm going to today, I'm going to actually show you how all these things connect. Now, in the next couple of uh, podcasts, I'm going to be going over the zones. And today, zone one is one of the biggest zones that I see. The first three is the biggest ones that I see that are causing the most problem in people. Now, I'm going to explain what zones are so I don't confuse you or overwhelm you. Now, zones are all, it can be considered chakras. They are chakras. But the problem is, is that a lot of people have left brain dominance, meaning they need proof and analytics and science. Sometimes these things can be a little woo-woo for some people which I understand. So at the Czech Institute, they taught us how to incorporate zones. Zones, um, we can scientifically show you how everything connects. And that's what my job and my goal in today's podcast is to do. I may connect things for you that you had no idea you are the way you are and why you have some of the problems that you have. Now, when I do my lives, my YouTube videos, this video, especially when I do lives on the zones, it's we have a high retention rate on it because people are just blown away. Now, I'm going to bring you through each zone. Now, zone one is associated with trauma that can be going on from your childhood. What do, what do I mean? I want you to sit here. When you sit here and you listen to this podcast, if you're driving, walking, running, whatever you're doing, I want you to really think about the things I'm going to go over in this podcast so you can see if you can relate to any of them. Number one, when you were a child, was there any um, abuse going on in the household? Did you move a lot? Did your parents move a lot? Did mom leave? Did dad leave? Were you abused? Did you get bullied? These are the things that I want you to think about because those things that you thought that went away are actually showing up today with issues with financial stress, safety and security issues, issues with friends and family. Either you don't trust nobody or you always... Um, falling, you're always being taken advantage of because you fall for almost anything to be a part of something. Okay. So zone one, like I said, is uh, developed from the age one to eight, your childhood. But a lot of people, when I go, um, when I do this presentation or when I have a client that has a zone one issue, um, a lot of people don't remember it's okay. We're going to go through some things now. Now, each zone has a d dysfunction. So I'm going to name the things off this uh, list that are the dysfunctions of this uh, zone. So see if you can relate to any of them. Financial stress is number one on my list. Do you find yourself stressing about money? Okay. Or, or are you irresponsible with your finances? Those are, you got to go think about which one you are. If you have no problem with money, then maybe you're not a zone one. Bullying. Are you someone who uh, was associated with bullying, either being the bully or being bullied? Another one is most people don't want to admit, but are you materialistic? Meaning, look at kind of, if you're a woman, look at the bag that you have. If you're a guy, look at your sneakers. What kind of car are you driving? What kind of clothes are you wearing? Are you materialistic? Did Growing up, did you engage in physical trouble? Like doing things that you know you're not supposed to do, but you did it anyway? Think about it. Are you emotionally needy today? Uh, do you find yourself emotionally needy? Do people tell you or do you feel that you have low self-esteem? 
Do you have self-destructive habits? Doing things that you know, you know they're no good for you, but you do it anyway. Okay, that can be smoking. Um, that can be eating things that you know are not good for you. Uh, drinking. Um, another one that can be uh, a self-destructive behavior is dating somebody you know is no good for you, and um, you keep going back. Okay, that can be associated with some type of uh, zone one issue. Fearful. Do you do you have a lot of fear? Um, you want to do things, but you, you, you know, you only think you, you know, the first thing that comes up is how you can't do it, how it's not possible. Is that something that you find yourself going through? Is fear stopping you from doing things you want to do in life? Is it stopping you from making content? Is it stopping you from becoming the person you want to become? Some people are fearful because of their childhood, because uh, safety and security issues. They don't want to move from their environment because they're scared that if they move to another environment, they have to move and they move jobs. They're scared um, to get another job because when someone has childhood trauma, it's it's hard for that person to not be scared to not make money and be safe. It's a trauma that follows you. We're going to go over this a little more as we continue to go through this podcast. Okay. Um, another one is a spaced out mind. This person's kind of spaced out mentally. They're, they can be unfocused. And um, usually it's hard for this person to stay still. They're always moving, fidgeting their leg. Um, they can't just sit down and watch TV. They're on their phone one second, they drop it. Um, you know, they're just walking around. And then one of the biggest ones that I see, and I have to be aware of this, is the difficulty of achieving goals for this client. This client can have a hard time. They can have goals, but they have a difficult time achieving them. Okay. Now that is the dysfunctional as emotional and how's it show up in the emotional aspect. Now there's physical things that come up. Um, usually this person can have arthritis, um, and the associated body parts that come with this is if they have any issues with their bones, their posture is huge. Why? Because zone one connects to your pelvis down. So anytime there's an imbalance energy, um, emotion, remember emotion, energy, emotion, anytime there's an imbalance, either emotionally, any imbalance in the adrenals that can affect how the pelvis sits, it can create the, the hips to go a certain way. So your hips can fall forward, which can be, leave you with a lower back arch of an anterior pelvic tilt. It can tilt back into a posterior tilt. It can shift one side called, uh, a shifted a pelvis, um, or your, your glutes can squeeze, create a tight butt cheek and it could create something called sway back. Okay. So this zone is associated with the adrenals for the first eight years of your life. Kids, if you ever go around the kid and you get them excited or you get them scared, you get the adrenaline running or you get them scared, they overreact. The reason why is because this is the years that the adrenals are developing and the consciousness of the adrenals are developing. So today um, I'm going to go over the things that you, if you have this problem as we go through I'm going to bring you through what you should avoid doing in order to keep yourself balanced, okay? I'm going to teach you how to not get out of it, but balance this whole zone for you, okay? All right, so um, here's the beauty of, of this. Um, with each zone, if a zone is um, out of balance, now, as we go through this, most more, um, I'm going to have a lot of people say, Nate, I have multiple zones out of balance. Yes, it's, it's going to happen. Go and balance the one that is causing the most dysfunction, because usually that's reacting on the next one. So each zone, when a zone is dysfunctional, you create a uh, archetype out of it. 
you step into an archetype. So when zone one, when a zone one person is balanced, they show nurturing and healing, okay? Um, they're very good at, at balancing relationships. If there's arguments in families, they bring people together. Um, they're good at um, associating themselves with people and uh, have a respect for nature, right? Um, so the archetype they fall into is earth mother. Now, when they're functional, now listen, I can the, the most simple way I can break down the archetype for you, um, a person is, is stepping into a consciousness subconsciously that comes along with things. What do I mean? When a mother, before a mother becomes a mother, let's just say a, a woman named Sarah is working at a company. She's been working there for eight years and she's grinding. She grinds and she gets things done. She is considered to be in the warrior archetype. Okay. She's out there. She's fighting for survival. She's fighting for, um, you know, income. She's, she's a warrior. She's, she's doing the things, the same things that a warrior would do, the archetype. Okay. The behaviors, but let's say she gets pregnant and now she has a baby. Okay, right after having the baby, she steps into the mother archetype. Now, the mother archetype, she's dominant being a warrior, but now the mother archetype, she automatically steps into the behaviors, the feelings, and the action of a mother without reading about it. Now, most people read about it when they're about to become parents, but it's an intuitive thing that happens naturally. She steps into that consciousness. One other way you can think about it, think about when something scary happened, when you got kicked out your house or you needed something ASAP, you need to make something the impossible happen. You turn on your hero slash warrior archetype. You make it happen. It's like magical. It happened out of nowhere. You get the ability, you get the adrenaline. These things, archetypes is something that happens subconsciously and it's a consciousness that we step into. That's how I explain it to keep it simple for the general population. But if you want to dig a little deeper into that, you can look up Carl Jung. Uh, archetypes. Now, watch this. When this person is dysfunctional in zone one, they become the victim archetype. The victim archetype is someone that you may be, but you know for a fact, you know people who have the victim archetype. One of your parents may have it, in which that's creating a hard relationship for you two to be able to coexist, right? To have a good relationship. So the victim archetype is somebody that blames others for the reasons why they fail. They never take personal responsibility. Okay. For an example, I didn't lose weight because of you. You're the reason why I don't lose weight. Another example, I'm not successful because of you. I'm not successful because of the government. I'm not successful because the world doesn't like people like me. These are victim archetype behaviors. These are people who blame everything and everyone else. They don't take personal responsibility. Okay. So um, I have a major zone one imbalance. I had a lot of childhood trauma for those that know my story. And when I, when I was having, you know, I saw this victim archetype play out a lot and I had to correct it. One of the, I can give you an example of a victim archetype that I had. For an example, let's just say my content's not working because YouTube is not pushing it or TikTok is not pushing it. Instead of me saying, why isn't my content working? Let me look at the analytics and take personal responsibility to put better content out that matches up what the audience wants. It, it, it basically, you're not taking personal responsibility. And then what happens is you live an illusion within an illusion, meaning you're living a life or you're trying to go by a story that is different than what's really going on. So it's a story you're telling yourself that's not real. 
and you're acting as if it is real, which is giving you results that you that you truly don't want. But you're telling a story to protect your ego and protect the fact that you need to take personal responsibility. Okay. So here's the goals for you if you have a zone uh, a zone one issue. Physical health and, and fitness is going to be huge for you. Why? Number one, it grounds you. You ever move? You ever work out? And you feel a lot better. You just feel safe. You feel grounded, right? That's the best word I can use. I want to challenge you. If you're in the fitness industry, if you do anything with physical health and fitness, or if you know anybody that does anything with physical health and fitness, take a little survey for like the next year. When you meet somebody in the physical aspect, see what happened in their childhood. If they're open enough to talk about it. Majority of the coaches that you know or you come across have some type of childhood trauma. They found fitness as something to ground themselves subconsciously. It's not like they say, oh, I have childhood trauma. Let me get into fitness. No. Remember, these things guide you subconsciously, okay? So physical fitness is going to be really good. Uh, That could be yoga. That could be anything to do with health and nutrition. This person usually becomes Mother Earth archetype. Remember, I told you, this person can become someone who's nurturing, uh, nourishing, who can teach people how to utilize the human body, right? They become coaches, um, another goal for this person is to create stability in their life. Now, most of you that have childhood trauma like I do, uh, especially being poor, living hotel to hotel like I had to, as I'm older now, I don't know how to relax. I work all the time. I, I feel like nothing's ever enough. Even though my bank account's fine, my home is beautiful and doing well and everything's fine, I still have this problem of uh, subconsciously of making sure I never go broke. Now, this is when you have to sit yourself down and be honest with yourself, because if you overwork yourself, now we can create addictions to try to make up for the energy we lost from overworking. So um, when you feel like you're stressing about the finances and you feel like you're stressing about you know, overworking and, and being stable and uh, security is another goal for you, you sit yourself down and say, you know, see, do you have a roof over your head? Yes. Okay. Do you have food? Yes. Okay. Do you have clothes? Yes. Okay. You have water. Yes. Okay. You're, you're safe. You're good. Sometimes I have to remind myself that sometimes I'm trying to save the world and I'm burning myself out. And then I'm like, what am I doing this for? I don't need any more clients financial for finance reasons. I don't need to uh, prove myself to nobody, but subconsciously the inner child in me, the little boy is trying to make sure I'm safe. So sometimes you got to do a little self-talk to yourself, okay? Um, one of the best things that I have a client do when they have these issues, we start them off with just walking every day for about 45 minutes, listening to positive music, positive podcast, or a positive interview of someone you admire, um, and listen to how they made it in life, listen to their story, and find inspiration in that. But one of the best things you can do is move your body. Just go for a walk, right? You're moving your feet. You're grounding yourself without even knowing it. So it's best exercise you can do. Okay. All right. The life lesson for you is going to be standing up for yourself. Okay. You need to learn how to stand up for yourself. Now, um, since I had childhood trauma, one thing that you may discover is that you feel like you owe people an explanation for why you don't want to do something. That's one of the things. So what I'll do is I'll give people an explanation of, of everything in my life. And uh, what I found out is that that has a lot to do with just telling, for example, if I, if I can't work today and I, ha- I don't feel well, for an example, 
um, I would text my clients a whole paragraph. I'm like, okay, look, I can't work today because of this and this and this. And, you know, I had this and this and this. I don't need to do that. I need to be able to stand up for myself and say, hey, I can't work today. I'm not feeling well. Uh, let me know if what other day works. You understand? So you need to be able to stand up for yourself, okay? Um, don't allow people to take advantage of you. Um, when we go through childhood trauma and we grow up, you may want to be looking for tribes to be a part of, a relationship to be a part of, to feel safe and secure. And these people, when the person sees that, they can easily take advantage of you. You need to stand up for yourself, okay? You need to stand up for yourself. So the main issue for this person in the development age, um, it, the main issue can be survival. You working uh, at a survival needs, you can look up the reptilian brain. Usually this is a part that you work out of how to make money, how to eat, and then how to procreate. And usually this person repeats that. If we balance ourselves, okay, if we balance ourselves, which I'm going to show you in one second, I'm going to line everything up for you, then you'll notice everything gets balanced. But if you don't balance yourself, you may subconscious, I mean, you may be consciously acting out in survival needs, working, trying to make money, do all these things. Uh, with you being fine, but you're overwhelming the adrenals that then turn a reptilian brain for survival. You understand? So I'll break that down for you. Remember this, the development age is from one to eight years old. So here's what I mean. We always start from the end. I like starting from the deep, the deepest thing. Remember every organ shares nerves with the muscle nearest to it. And if any organ has inflammation, that signals with that nerve channel with the muscle nearest to it to have some type of inflammation that creates a, 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 a basically emotion that gives you a, an emotional reaction, okay? So for the adrenals, the adrenals are fight or flight. They're responsible for fight or flight in the sympathetic nervous system. So if you're stressed out, right, stress may be a trigger for you to do these things that you don't like about yourself, that everything we just announced. So one of the things that I see with this client is we got to be careful giving you caffeine, and if we give you, if you drink caffeine, we have to be aware on how to consume caffeine. So it's important uh, for this person to understand the caffeine intake is going to influence the adrenals. And then in turn, the adrenals can then fire up the reaction of zone one in this person. You see what I'm saying? So the number one thing we have to look at is how much caffeine are you having? Okay. If you notice that you get really shaky after caffeine, you get really hungry after caffeine, you get really stressed after caffeine, you get really tired after caffeine, these are all signs that the caffeine and your adrenals are not, they're not doing well. So lower the consumption of caffeine, number one. Number two, add some fat to the caffeine because fat and caffeine is going to slow down the digestion of the caffeine itself, okay? Number two, be careful with your blood sugar. I don't care if you are, um, I don't care how healthy uh, fruits are or, or starches are. Be careful because if you're going to be going through some sugar crashes, you're going to struggle and you're going you're gonna to turn on those adrenals to do fight or flight. And remember, at first the adrenals will fight, but then they're going to flight. The symptoms of flighting, shakiness, blood sugar drops when you're just hungry, dizzy. Another one is fatigue. Okay, these are signs of, you can look up hypoglycemic, okay? So that's another step. We got to watch how many carbohydrates we're eating with this person. Protein is known to help this person. Protein is known to help this person. So download the app, lose it, and see how much protein you're consuming. If you're noticing that you're only consuming 40 grams, 50 grams, 
14 to 25% of protein, try to increase it to 30%, anywhere from 30 to 45%, you'll notice a difference with your energy, you'll notice a difference with your mood, etc. Okay. Now, let's say, and then of course, stress itself. All right. And as I go through these, um, you know, we'll get more, we'll get a podcast where we go in detail on, on how to handle stress and manage it. Um, but stress itself, things that you know that stress you out, right? Things that, oh, and you know what? I don't go to bed on time. Yeah, we can do that. Drinking enough water, right? Hanging around people who stress you out, watching something that stresses you out. Let's try to avoid those as much as we can. So after we go deep to the organ, now let's go to the muscle, uh, move the body and stretch out your hips and your calves. Hip flexor stretch, hamstring stretch, calf stretch. Look, you can YouTube all those or Google those, okay? And then the last one, let's communicate with the inner child. And the little version of you, the little girl, the little boy is trying to talk. It's not going to talk, guys, but what I'm saying, you start noticing something. You, um, for example, when Nate starts to notice, I'm trying to build safety and security, I notice the inner child trying to make sure I'm okay. So you don't got to say, hi, little Nate, I hope you're okay. <laughs> you don't got to do that. But you got to be conscious like, okay, I know this is the young me or the old me trying to make sure everything's okay and everything is okay. So you have to have these mantras because um, that becomes subconscious. Because when you were a kid, you had mantras of, I'm not safe, I'm not safe, that became subconscious. So we need to reverse that, Okay. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm I'm going to be doing the next podcast on zone two, which is I say zone two, one, two, and three. Like I said in the beginning, the most ones, that, I mean the the highest zones that I see with my clients. Zone two is the biggest that I see in females. Um, zone three is the biggest I see in males. Now they go, they can obviously go back and forth, but what I'm telling you, what I see, I see from my experience, the way I work with the zones, I apply it to my knowledge. Um, and then I, I, I apply my knowledge to my clients and the results that I get from doing a working with the zones is, um, that's what I'm going to share with you. Anything I read out of a book and I didn't try, I'm not sharing with you. It's not happening. Um, if thank you guys for listening to this podcast, if you guys think you need a little more help as far as anything with coaching, uh, you're confused with diet, where to start with zones and you feel overwhelmed, there's two things you can do. I have uh, application process so you can apply to work with me. But I also have an, you have the ability to join the Be Great with Nate Master, I mean, uh, membership site. So the membership site is awesome. I'm going to start creating ads for it on my, on my TikTok and my YouTube and everything. And um, my goal is to or you can join the Be Great with Nate or you can join the Be Great with Nate membership site where you'll get what is what the zones are, how to fix the zones, how to get the zones back in balance, nutrition, all of that. Right now, we got the full nutrition course up. We got an exercise program up. And we got about 15 weeks of recording videos with clients up there uh, from everything from zone one to zone five to childhood trauma to everything you can think about. But we're creating, we're going to be creating 15 courses in the next three months. That's a lot that I'm going to be doing. Everything from nutrition on what the, how to cook food, what to cook, etc. Only $37. Only $37. It was $97 before. I put it down to $37. We meet 
on the first Saturday of each month. Any questions you may have as you're in the membership site, you write it down. And when we meet, you ask me any question that you will like. And you can get coaching for $37 a month, everything included that I just said. Other than that, if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend. Um, maybe you can at, follow me on Spotify, follow me on Apple or wherever you're listening to me from. I just want to let you know, I appreciate your time. Thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere else in the world or listening to anybody else in the world, but you're listening to me. Thank you. Peace.